Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine a year when the September 11 terrorist attacks weren't the worst thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> what year is that, Jacob? The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the podcast that is uh, for all of 2022, reviewing movies from 2001 in the order they came out in. My name is Sandro, joining me as always is Zach. Hello there. And to talk about this very special uh, movie this week, we have brought in uh, one of our guests who is always on to to talk about high-quality comedy movies. Uh, Always high-quality comedy movies, Mm. whether that be Bachelor Party or Mm. Critical Condition or Dumb and Dumb, that actually wasn't too bad. Uh, But joining us is Jacob. Welcome back to the show. Bingo Bango, good to be here. Sandra (laughs) and Zach, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we're talking about Saving Silverman, also known as Evil Woman. Jacob, I heard you had quite a fun time watching this one. <laughs> so, look, the thing is, I was going to expect to come in here being like, this is the worst movie ever. Mm. I hate that you made me watch it. Mm. You know, it was worse than 9-11. Mm. <laughs> but I feel bad about saying all that stuff because because the ending was good. So it was... <laughs> that's my view. It was like, it has the best ending to rest of movie ratio I've ever seen. <laughs> okay I think this this movie started on a hill And then like fell down the hill Smacking its head on every rock on the way down But somehow landed it on its feet at the very end Yeah <laughs> You're not sure how you got here It's a weird one Zach, yeah, what did you think? I'm, I'm guessing negative as well Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I think this is the greatest movie we've ever watched I mean, I laughed once in it That was pretty good Laughed <laughs> once? <laughs> yeah yeah, I did. How many times did you laugh, Jacob? Okay, well, I, I don't want to give it away when, but I think I laughed also one time. Mm, mm, <laughs> yep. And I cheered at the end. So one <laughs> laugh, one cheer. One laugh and a cheer? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think inwardly I was cheering, I think. Oh, actually, two laughs and a cheer. Two laughs, two laughs. Oh, two laughs. I might have laughed twice, but I don't know at what second time I might have laughed. But I know one time was the main funny bit. And I don't think it was meant to be that funny. I just found it very funny. Yeah. I don't know if I yeah, laughed out loud. I think I smiled at a couple bits, but that's just because it's Jack Black. All the times where Jack Black talked about like being in the band and reminded me of School of Rock. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it was like, okay, that's definitely Jack Black. Like he says that word the same. Well, we'll jump into yeah the uh, the review in a second. Got a whole bunch of whole bunch of notes. You're going to be surprised who the director is. Oh my! We'll go through the synopsis, all the classic stuff that we do here on the show. But Jacob, uh, of course, our our listeners will know you from from the comedy world. We have a comedy group together with Jack. There's that. 
uh, also from the improv world. But you've recently kind of branched out into the world of food, which you kind of hinted last time you were on the show, but that's really taken off uh, over the past year. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, I've got a food truck. Mr. Yes and Mr. No, if you're in Melbourne, check us out. We're trying to become Anthony Bourdain, you know, just travel Mm. the world eating other people's food and God willing, the food truck will get us there. Mm. Uh, But also, Zach, um, quick plug of the Patreon as well. Uh, If you want bonus episodes, our Patreon is up there. Link in the episode description. Um, If you've got some spare cash, want some bonus content, check it out. Out on Wednesday, we've got a little bit of a bonus battle, Zach, between two kids' movies. Woo! Bonus battle. We do love bonus battles. It's Cloak and Dagger, film about a kid who gets uh, chased by the FBI or something. I don't know. And Kidco, a bunch of kids open a fertilizing company. <laughs> oh, it's it's going to be great. We haven't watched them yet, uh, but that is out on Wednesday, uh, if you do want to hear what that's like. Uh, voted on by the Patreons as well. Um, that was voted on by them. Yeah, thanks, Patreon. Yeah, but let's jump right into Saving Silverman or... or evil woman depending on dean on on where you are in the world i i love when a movie's got two titles mm. it wrecks the algorithm mm. <laughs> i love it so much uh but zach you picked this out of uh two other options that came out this week in 2001 one of them is called the taste of others french movie about six people who all do stuff it's a it's a drama they've all got their own storylines but the storylines cross as well wow pretty uh impressive and also hannibal Dr. Hannibal Lecter becomes a target of uh, one of his previous victims who's out looking for revenge. It's the sequel to Silence of the Lambs, the middle film in uh, Anthony Hopkins' Cannibal trilogy. Yes, yes. We could have done Hannibal and we could have done Silence of the Lambs and be like, wow, this is so great. This is so good. But instead, we we get to uh, listen to Neil Diamond. What a What a classic... <laughs> banger but not done by neil diamond by couple of couple of dudes yeah dressed in some of the sparkliest suits i've ever seen yeah instead of instead of hannibal mm. so this was was released february 9th in 2001 it is written by hank nelkin and greg DePaul. that's a good name they have a background in like parody sketches improv that sort of stuff they've all written some like reasonably popular comedies and rom-coms and stuff during the uh, 2000s but none of it is very well rem- remembered i think the only one i i recognized was this one called bride wars which i think i saw the poster of on netflix and went mm, probably not yeah i saw that i saw that trailer when i was like at the cinema for sure yeah <laughs> definitely The film, however, is directed by someone who uh, has done a lot more work, Dennis Dugan. He is a four-time nominee for the Golden Raspberry Worst Film of the Year Award. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away, Sandro. He's been nominated mainly for his work with, wait for it, Adam Sandler. Hey. Yay! Everyone's favourite. Yay! He has directed Jack and Jill. The worst one, Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, Don't Mess with the Zohan, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, Big Daddy, and a good one, Happy Gilmore. He did do that, but he did all the other ones. So, mm. yeah. My dog is named Dunkachino after a scene in Jack and Jill, so maybe I've got him to thank. Maybe. Mm. That's a good point. At least something good came out of Jack and Jill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one good thing came out of it. <laughs> Well, I don't know, because those films are well-known for Adam Sandler just doing a lot of, like, weird improv stuff. They're not super well-scripted. Mm. Do you think he allowed a lot of improv on this set, Jacob, or do you think it was quite a scripted film? Uh, I, there was also physical comedy that, honestly, look, a lot of it wasn't good, but some of it <laughs> was, you know, maybe the best part. 
Yeah. So uh, I definitely think a lot of that would have been taken, you know, you, you film that five times, different improv. The dialogue, you know what, I'm going to say yes. I think Jack Black at least was was riffing a little bit. Little bit, I would say mm. so. Also, there is um the version that we watched of the movie is not actually the theatrical version. We saw the R-rated, like uncut edition. Yeah, oh. extra racy. That's what I was gonna say. Cause yeah, that was a bit of boobs. Yep, a lot of uh, swearing as well, which which I was quite surprised mm. by. Yeah, this was the unrated version. There was a theatrical cut, so I kind of assumed that maybe a lot of the riffs were in this version and. And not the other one, because they do mm. kind of swear a lot more. I don't know. I don't know. Don't you love it? The old days of comedies when they could have a whole new life on home media because they slightly changed some of the lines. Is that a thing of the past? Netflix now. Oh, maybe that's a business idea. Netflix releases, you know, the adult version or the kids version. You toggle it. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a cool. They have a little toggle. <laughs> do you want boobs or not? <laughs> maybe that's what you can bring back sandro maybe oh no i'm bringing it back <laughs> i'm bringing back the uncut home release yes uh so yeah. for the cast we've got jason biggs in the title role darren silverman he is jim in american pie he's also in orange is the new black uh not too much else though a lot of small appearances here and there was he good in this? He was very innocent. Yeah, I think he was better than the other two, including Jack Black, which sounds uh, scandalous. Mm. But I think, yeah, I think he he played a believable... When his hair didn't look stupid, I, I believed his character. <laughs> his hair was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That's the only time I could really relate, was when oh, yeah. he had that giant wig on. That was great. <laughs> I, I, I feel like he did he did a solid job. He's yeah. he's right. Uh, we've also got Steve Zane as Wayne. Haha, <laughs> it rhymes. Uh, he's the lead in a comedy film called Happy Texas, which is apparently good. He's Monty in the Stuart Little films. He's the dad in the original Diary of a Wimpy Kid film. Um, so Sandra, which one was that? The that's Wayne. So the, that's the, yeah the um, mustache guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mustache guy. Uh, mustache guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't. I truly the names. I remember watching it at the beginning, and they're like. This is me. I'm, and my brain was just like, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no storage space is going to be used to remember your names. Your brain was immediately on hemorrhage mode. Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Jack Black, we got Mustache Guy, yep. and I remember Darren Silverman. Okay. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, so Mustache Guy, what did you think? Yeah, yeah, look, his character was pretty, uh, pretty up and down, mm. but I, I liked his performance. Yeah, I think it's hard to say a bad thing about anyone's performance in this. To be honest, they're all doing as yeah. well as they can. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the best with what they've got, but also, they, they, I feel like they struggle with the, some of their lines because even they knew it was very stupid, and that's probably why Jack Black does get a lot of the funnier stuff because he he knows how to improve it maybe or maybe he like his just general mm. personality can can kind of take over so he plays jd mcnurgit and uh, everyone knows who, who jack black is so I, I don't need to go through his credentials <laughs> but also sandra this was before school of rock now in my brain jack black exploded into the scene from school of rock probably not mm. true mm. but i don't know I think uh, I think he really peaked with Kung Fu Panda. I think that's, that's, oh, for sure. that's his pinnacle. Did you like Kung Fu Panda, Zach? 
ah, I like Comfy Patter. It's good. It's good. Good film. But I, I don't know. At some points, I felt like Jack Black was struggling with some of the lines. Because, like, I feel like half the time he was breaking out from his lines and doing a bit maybe of improv or, like, he, he's just showing his, his, his Jack Black flair. Mm. And the other times he was just following what the lines were. And every time he followed what the lines were, I was like, this, is, this hurts to listen to. <laughs> For for me, he was he was very fifty fifty. Yeah, okay. He was either Jack Black or not, and it was he was obvious when he wasn't. Yeah, you know, that's fair. That was just me. And this is one of many, many, many movies he did uh, in two thousand one. So I'm sure we'll be seeing him again soon and uh, pitting his films against each other. Um, Amanda Peet is in this. She plays Judith, the evil woman herself. Uh, she's from two thousand twelve. She's from uh, one of those X Files movies. Uh, she's in a couple other stuff as well. Um, interesting character. At first, I felt like it was just them making fun of, oh, she's so controlling, she orders drinks for people so controlling, but then they actually mm. do make her a bit more manipulative later on, I guess. But mm. I, it's, a, it's a strangely written character, but, but she's good, I guess. <laughs> she sells it. Yeah, she definitely, she, yeah, they gave her a task and she completes the task for sure. Would you say it's a good task, Jacob? <laughs> no, I would not. I didn't love her. <laughs> I didn't love her character. Well, I think that's the idea, right? You're not supposed to like her character. She's the bad guy. I wish they attempted to, and I don't want to say redeem, because I don't think she's a bad person in, in the movie, but it, it, it would have been great if they added any context other than that one dumb flashback. <laughs> mm, like why she's so controlling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it's the personality, but it also seemed like she was doing it intentionally in some moments. I don't know. Weirdly written character. Obviously, this movie's written by men, so, you know. Ooh. Yeah, it's just like, my issue with it was that she was the villain, but not uh, not redeemable or likable in any way, mm. except then she became a victim. So now you want to be on her side because she's a victim, but still not redeemable or likable. But also the heroes weren't likable either. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is correct. Maybe it's a problem with the movie as a whole. (laughs) Maybe the whole movie's bad. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, Sandra. I don't know if I go that You can't say that. You can't say that. Amanda Detner's in this. She plays Sandy. Uh, She's in one of the Final Destination movies. She dies in one of those. And then she's in on all the rest as well as archival footage. (laughs) Love it. And finally, R. Lee Ermey plays the coach, uh, who is, of course, the, 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 the gunnery sergeant in Full Metal Jacket, a role that shaped his career, because that's all that he's done in every single film since that came out. It's just the same thing. He was great in this. <laughs> I mean, of course he is. He was great. He is pretty funny, though. And I like what they did at the end uh, to get us all cheering. I thought that was very good. <laughs> For sure. It was it was pretty jarring because the last movie I saw with him in was Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, we did it last year on Patreon. Yeah, and then well, we watched this, and he is not a serious character. <laughs> He's a very comedic character, so it was a little jarring, but that's all right. Uh, reception, 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that lower than last? No, I think Valentine was 13, right? So it's slightly... Yeah, uh, 11 so yeah Ooh, slightly higher the audience score is a lot higher than the critics one though coming in at 51 percent, 5.9 out of 10 on imdb again like last week cinema score is back 
because we're in the early 2000s, so if you don't know what CinemaScore is, what they do is they go to, like, the opening weekend screenings of the movie, and they get the audience to rate it. And the average rating is C plus mm. for the film, so quite middling. Well, that's better than D, which I think was last week. It is better than last week, yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty average, but pretty uh, scathing from the critic side of things. This movie somehow cost $22 million. I am going to make you guess the box office. Keep in mind, though, that box office is for the PG-13 version, which I think had uh, significantly less nudity, barely any swearing, less racy content in general. Um, even though it's only about six minutes shorter, I don't know how they shortened. <laughs> okay. Guys, I goofed up. I goofed up. I was on the Wikipedia after watching it, and I saw I goofed. No, no, no. Cheating is highly encouraged in this <laughs> Oh, yeah, cheating is encouraged. Yeah. Uh, I reckon somewhere between 25.5 million and 26.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's so... Interesting. Zach, what do you reckon? Well, that's the question. What What did you say it cost? 22 mil. If I was to guess, then I would have said probably around 25, I think. Okay. Because if it did badly, and I hope it did, I mean, I think it did, then, then I still think it made its money back with star names, the star power it had. But yeah, 25 would be my guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, tw- twenty six mil is 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 what it made back. Um, funnily enough, mm. the wedding planner film that we decided not to cover is still absolutely owning the box office at this point and becoming a very popular rom com. <laughs> but of course, we didn't do it. <laughs> yep. Whenever I whenever I'm on this show or I listen to this show and a movie this bad made money, it's just like yeah. Let's just do it, guys. We could get 20 million. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it can't be that yeah, hard. Exactly. <laughs> and then make six mil. Are you kidding me? Give us one million. We could probably make 20 million. I did see a, a YouTube video essay, though, which is obviously how I receive all my information about how, like, these types of movies, like the, you know, like the American Pie will show boobs movies died when the internet allowed kids just to search up boobs themselves. Mm. Yep. So maybe we missed it. Uh, there's two taglines. Well, the, there's heaps of taglines for the movie, but I've gotten the two most credible taglines that are on the DVDs and posters. You both got to give them either a thumb up or a thumb down. The first tagline is two best friends plus one girlfriend equals War! I love it. <laughs> so is that a thumbs up from you, Jacob? That is not, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's bad baths. What? I will give it a thumbs down. I don't like it. It's three best friends. Yeah, what was the third? Yeah. I think what they're saying is the two best friends are Mustache and Jack Black versus the girlfriend, because Silverman is kind of just... Yes. He's, he's there. He's in the middle. Because he's not at war with her, you know what I'm saying? Mm, They're at war over him. Still feels a bit sus to me. I feel like it's just a dumb line. (laughs) Yeah. Second tagline is, They swore nothing could come between them. Then she came along. It's also bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I reckon, do you guys ever make your own? Yeah, sometimes. Okay, Okay, well, how about, I'll do my best. How about something like this? 
a sexy lady who's good at karate stole their friend. Yeah. Is that something? Hell yeah. That's way better. I like the good at karate bit. That yeah. really gave me a, I was like, oh, she's good at karate. She is surprisingly good at karate. Or or is it kickboxing because of the flashback, right? Oh. MMA fighting. There's a bit of punching though. So maybe it's like Taekwondo, you know, that's more like mm, leg based, mm. but also a couple punches. I, don't know. I think yeah. it's mixed martial arts. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm just showing my my racism there just saying karate when i meant to be more specific maybe maybe i don't know i really um, think her character's in depth and you've ignored the the depth exactly <laughs> exactly wait i'm gonna search up what martial art does <laughs> judith do in saving oh i'm gonna say because evil evil woman is the american right yeah that's the international, so Saving Silverman oh. is the American, and then it's known as Evil Woman everywhere else. Why? That's... I feel like Saving Silverman was the better one, and Evil Woman was the worst one. I don't know. Well, I guess because of the song. The internet has doesn't have an answer for me, so I'm proud to announce the arrival of my new podcast, where I interview martial <laughs> arts experts to get to the bottom of this question. <laughs> Mm. I'd listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've just heard that your podcast idea has been bought up by Spotify for $10 million. <laughs> yes. And it's now an NFT. And it's now an <laughs> NFT. <laughs> oh. Ah, synopsis time. We jump into the synopsis. It opens with Wayne, the mustache guy, looking right at the screen. The only time he does this in the whole movie, I thought it might be him telling the story and, and then it ends with him also talking to the screen. That doesn't happen. He's talking to the screen and he's just dropping exposition about how he was born at a Neil Diamond concert and he's always been a fan and his two best friends also love Neil Diamond, but oh no, one of them's romantic or, so, or something. Mm. Jacob. Mm-hmm. Are you a big fan of Neil Diamond? I can't say I knew what Neil Diamond looked like before this film. <laughs> mm. Look, if his music comes on when my dad's listening to the radio in the car, I'll I'll nod my head. <laughs> Some good songs. Some good songs. In there. I know "Sweet Caroline." Good one. That's the only one I know from him. Yeah. That's a great tune, there. It's a it's mm. a real banger. Sweet yeah, sure. Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. That's a that's a that's a banger right there. How do they rope him in in this movie? So I'm beginning to learn this director, right? Same as Jack and Jill. He's kind of got a strategy, I think, which is pay one person <laughs> so much money <laughs> they'll do anything. Yeah. Yep. So, Zach, what's your theory? Uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's probably okay. money. That was the reason. <laughs> yeah. If if I was an artist and a dumb comedy movie was basing their entire plot around your music, I'd be down. I'd be like, okay, yeah. sure, you're doing you're doing a movie, and the entire plot is the three main characters all love your music. <laughs> and would you ask any follow ups? Like, you know, <laughs> is the movie good? Exactly. <laughs> no, I just I just put the paycheck into my my wallet and yeah. go, Yep, alright, let's do this. Yeah. Good point. Although he did have to he did have to write an original song for this movie, but it was one of those original songs that doesn't have to include any plot details, so it was probably just mm. a B side from like ten years ago that he had to he had to dust off and record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you just go to the archives and go, ah, oh, what crap haven't I released? Here, we'll use this one. <laughs> it's 
probably what happened. He did say in an interview, I think after this was released, that he was uh, dragged kicking and screaming into the production. But I think he said it as a joke, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Look, you're not going to, after the movie comes out, you're not going to be like, yeah, I was all in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, yeah, so we see all the characters. Uh, this movie's definitely, like, sponsored by Subway because there's this extended <laughs> oh, scene. Yeah, what? No, so mm-hmm. dumb. What? I like that there was the intro at the school. It's just to show the guy's easily manipulated by women, I guess, is the whole uh, thing. Oh, because he gets bullied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then a girl is like, ooh, come here. And he's like, oh, okay. And then they trip him over and everybody laughs. And then... And then mustache guy gets picked up and dragged across a table that's the that's the opening scene so it was it was silverman that was being manipulated uh yes yes ah okay that does make sense what about the moment when he joins the cheer squad only to pick up mm, cheerleaders mm, and look mm, up the, hmm mm, nope <laughs> That was like a joke that was... Yeah, so the joke is that he uh, picks up the chili and then looks under a skirt. That's a joke that, like... There's there's a few of them in here where it was so obvious that it had to happen even though it was bad. Yeah, it's such an obvious, like, genre joke at that point. But... Yeah, yeah, a genre joke. There we go. They all have, like, a Neil Diamond cover band. Uh, why isn't Jack Black the singing lead? Because mm. he's not super famous yet. But Tenacious D was, like, a thing at this point. People knew that he could sing mm. definitely better than Jason Biggs. I think the gag of the singer being really bad is better than the guitarist being really bad, would be my argument. Oh, uh, yeah, and I guess because he's the main guy, the whole thing is they lose their singer. I think the, 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 the joke is that they lose their singer and replace them with someone really bad, so... No, 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 Zach, that's not the joke. They lose their singer and replace them with someone really bad. Who is Indian. Ah, That's the joke. (laughs) Now you got a good joke. Sorry, I'm glad you (laughs) specified that. It's seriously like movies from, like, this era. If they wanted a joke, it's like, okay, is it about a fat person, a gay person, a woman, a minority? If not, like, it doesn't get to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. So, Jay, uh, what's his name? Silverman. Silverman had a crush on Sandy. But she left town to travel the world with her her circus family. Because to quote, her dad's a strong man, her mum's the bearded lady, and her brother is a dog-faced boy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny because you see the boy there first and you're like, that boy looks like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, the, the amount of makeup and stuff to, to do up this one kid so you could see him for like, two seconds mm. it was a lot of effort for this one joke i feel it was a lot of effort for the one joke this kind of payoff where apparently he got rabies yeah. and they thought about putting him and they thought about putting him down <laughs> oh my god you can't do that to a child yeah what the fuck is wrong with you you monsters uh but anyway the proper movie starts when they're all hanging out in a bar and and judith walks in the evil woman herself and when she walks in the song is such a meme that I was genuinely taken aback when it started playing. The song Come My Lady. <laughs> the soundtrack of this film, pretty solid though. Just like last week's movie, solid wall-to-wall tunes. 
the, the main characters are like, oh, wow, that lady's hot. You should you should go try and bang her, Silverman. I did like that does teach you that does teach you a lot about their character, right? That they see a hot lady and they're like, you've got to go. Yeah, Silverman's got to go. Yeah. Because the mustache guy goes over and is like, hey, and she's like, no, <laughs> go away. See, this was the point in the movie where I was like, oh, wait, is the joke going to be that, oh, no, she can think for herself. This is so, like, oh, she's so controlling. Is that going to be the joke? Like, is she not Mm. actually going to be manipulative at all? Uh, That wasn't the joke, but that was the joke for the sequence because I'm like, oh, she's saying no. So controlling. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, go away. Yes, then Darren Silverman comes over. And he goes away. But then Sandro mm. and Zach, mm. who is the absolute lowest member of our society, who has the lowest cultural and social capital in our society. Who could be let into a bar? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd probably think like maybe a pedophile, <laughs> you know. Absolutely not. It doesn't get worse than a magician. Ah, oh, gross. Oh, In their 50s. Bald. <laughs> and balding. <laughs> and they're wearing like, ma- like, I think he was in costume. <laughs> um, using magic to try to pick her up. That's when you need a real hero in Darren Silverman. Yeah, because he comes in. And she's like, this is my boyfriend. And he just goes along with it to get rid of the magician. Well, she grabs him. Well, yeah. And like forces him to sit down because that's the whole point. She's controlling, right? Mm, So evil. So they're together now. Six months later. Yep. Oh, wait. Did you say six months, Sandra? Uh, Six six weeks. Okay. Sorry. Six weeks. Because six weeks, that's their, their getting together anniversary question mark. Yep. Six week anniversary. First off, who does anybody celebrate? Uh, he's a you know he's a hopeless romantic. Yeah, sure. So I think the joke. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but it's celebrating the six week anniversary and gives her a gift because he mm. wants to have sex with her, <gasps> and they haven't had sex yet in six weeks. Are you saying he was just trying to butter her up so they could bang? That's crazy. I actually am suggesting that. Oh, my God. A man would never do such a thing, Jacob. A man? Yeah, look, imagine a man celebrating an anniversary, if not for that reason. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, she says um, she's saving herself for marriage, apparently. And he's like, cool. Yep. Me too. And then uh, it's so funny because she makes him go down on her. That's really funny. And then she won't return the favor. So funny. Comedy. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> I like also, we've got to set her up as an evil woman. What would an evil woman do? Well, she wouldn't go down on him, but make him go down on her, mm. which is pretty rude. You know, that's rude, mm. but it's not, it's not evil. That's, that's not a fair relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not, you know, it's definitely not, it's not, uh, we have a word in Hebrew called a mensch. She's not being a mensch. Yeah. But then he's like, can you satisfy me? You know, clear, open communication. And she already has porn for him to watch, like, for him to look at. That was kind of funny. She's planned it. She's planned it out. But then she turns off all the lights. So so what's the the magazine going to do? Oh, good question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty evil, wouldn't you say? Ah, that's, that pretty, is, that's pretty that is evil. bad. It's that's evil. pretty manipulative. Evil stuff. Pretty controlling. I like how it's 2001 and the topic of um, <laughs> boyfriend going down on his partner is comedy. Because <laughs> 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 it's 2001. 
Yeah. So uh, then we hear a pretty cool song by Groove Armada uh, as she goes to meet all of his friends. Uh, we learn that Neil Diamond has a restraining order on the three of them. That was a funny concept when they brought up the fact that Neil Diamond has a restraining order on them. But then they immediately ruin it by doing a family guy cutaway gag where you see why yeah, he has yeah. a restraining order. And they ru- ru- ruin the joke that way. I thought, anyway. No, I think that's fair. It's that classic thing of it's better to leave it in the imagination as to why yeah. they've got a restraining order. Because they just sort of... It, it was kind of funny because they just like... As a side thing, they just add, oh, yeah, because of the restraining order. Mm. And they could have just left that, but yeah. yeah. I think, let's use this example to do some analysis, right? Yes. Mm, mm, I think mm. it's indicative of these guys as comedians, the writers. Sometimes less is more. Mm. Like, a good comedy writer wouldn't have put that scene in, and then we just laugh, oh, I wonder what they did for the restraining order. But these guys seem to be very much of the more is more school. Yeah. Mm. Where, you know... Nothing is left to the imagination. Although I did laugh at... Well, not laugh. I think I smiled mm-hmm. at the scene where they talk about how Silverman's butt has gotten bigger because <laughs> because Judith what? has made him get butt implants and we see the surgery and he's awake during it. Yeah. And it's a very fake-looking surgery, but I went, huh, okay. How expensive is plastic surgery? How much did he pay to get his butt done up? I'm just wondering. Maybe that's the evilest thing she does in this movie. <laughs> Look, the thing is, that definitely is real hardcore toxic manipulation. And maybe even, you know, potentially, like, family violence. If he didn't want to do it. Mm. Mm. I'll tell you how much they cost. They cost around uh, silic- butt silicon implants. Yep. Oh, according oh, yep. to Australia Plastic Surgery. So this is Australian dollars. Is 14000 uh, so it's around ten thousand US dollars, mm-hmm. and then Whoa. ten thousand. Okay, I'm on the inflation calculator, kidlets. Yeah, I just need to know how much these butt implants cost. Okay, so it would have cost them like you know, look, if this isn't the best maths ever. My macroeconomics isn't up to scratch. Yeah, if it was ten thousand US dollars today, that would have been six and a half in 2001 but i don't know why i made you sit through that (laughs) basically ten thousand us dollars (laughs) that's a lot considering that like one of them works as a pest guy one of them works at subway and i think silverman works in an old person's home so they're not really pulling in the cash okay how about this his median income so his income likely would have been forty two thousand dollars so he spent 25 percent of his money but in one year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, alright, alright. Or, or, actually, or maybe, and this is yeah. probably going to change the way you even think about the movie, right? Oh my goodness. My, uh, my, my theory for the entire movie is that none of it's real. Because at the start of the movie, we see Mustache Guy, he's telling the story. Uh... What if it's all just his retelling of it? He's making her seem like an evil woman. Oh, yeah, she could have been nice the whole time. She could have been nice the whole time. But then also because he... I don't want to give away spoilers. We'll do... Let's come back to this at the end. Yeah. Come back Mm. to that theory at the end, Sandra. But just saying, I don't want butt implants. I want to keep it all natural, you know? (laughs) These cheeks don't lie. That's all I'm saying. Sure, sure. Zach and Sandro, let this podcast state for the record that if I ever get butt implants, I was manipulated by a woman. It was not my choice. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll team up to kidnap your woman and <laughs> yes. then, uh, poorly keep her in while attempting to possibly murder her. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. 
That's exactly what I request. Yeah, excellent. So after being cut off uh, from contact with Silverman, the two friends are like, we need to make them break up. Mustache Man offers her his house. He's like, yo, have my house. And she's like, I don't want your house. They arm wrestle. That was kind of funny. I I like how he just was willing to give away his entire house for his friend. Yeah. My favourite part of that scene. You know, you (laughs) you can buy my house. Here's the house. It's got my dead grandma in the back. This is my mom, this is my dad, and you see a baby is, like, falling. <laughs> and he goes, my dad was dropping me on my head. Just as a throwaway line. That was pretty good, yeah. But, uh, that was... <laughs> it's just photo evidence of his dad dropping him. Yep, that's good stuff. Yeah. My notes are full with, like, wow, so controlling. And then I just explain the joke in my notes. I wrote down, oh... Judith is so controlling. I can't believe she proposed to Silverman. That's crazy. <laughs> was the first note. And then I was like, wow, she's so controlling. He's taking her last name. That's devastating. So, ah, oh, so controlling. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, yeah, some things aren't controlling at all, but then some things are really controlling. Yeah. And they put them all into one bucket. Yeah. Mm-mm. They treat it all as the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely some are worse than others. Like that. There's like, okay. <laughs> uh, the, uh, although she is getting married to try and speed up the control, right? But also I think what adds to the control is like, so he's taking her last name, but not because he wants to. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. she's making mm. him. Which either way, like if a husband did that to a woman, it would be controlling. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta let people say no, you know? But also the joke was the concept that he would take her name, I think. That was the yeah, joke for itself, for sure. which is not a joke. Anyway, Sandy's back. Whoa! Whoa! What a twist. And this is my first laugh. Really? What's the yeah. laugh? My first laugh. So Sandy comes back and, you know, Darren is like, where have you been? And she says, I was in the circus mm. and I had a love of my life. Do you gentlemen remember the name of the love of her life? I think I wrote it down somewhere. Hang on, where is it? No. It made this wor- movie worth watching, I think. Luigi Panini. <laughs> Luigi Panini? <laughs> That's a good name. That's a great fucking name. Luigi Panini. I also would become a nun if my my fiancé or husband, Luigi Panini, died. Yeah. Now, they, they did this whole thing where he did... Uh, incredible stunts to try and impress some talent things and he he completed the stunt though that wasn't the bit that killed him the bit was he was too oily because he oiled yeah. himself up too much and then she <laughs> she slipped they slipped and he fell yeah. yeah so it wasn't even the the epic stunt that could have just happened on a regular you know jump i, I feel like that took away from the scene the way he died they could have had like a slow motion thing where the, he misses her hand or something. That would have made more sense of feel. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, look, I think I think that's what they're saying because he's so arrogant. Yeah. That he, you know, he caused his own death. Mm. A modern day Icarus. Yeah. He oiled himself too close to the sun. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, the whole plot point with Sandy's like becoming a nun as well is really funny because it adds this like weird ticking clock to the movie where it's like, oh, we've got to get her and Silverman to love each other before she becomes a nun, which is a very funny idea. Mm. Um, that that 
I thought was a was a fun plot point. It, it, it was a fun plot point that maybe should have been the focus of the movie. I don't know. A rom-com, but she's becoming a nun. Mm. I wonder if that was the... I wonder what the premise started as, because I highly doubt it was... If all it was just those three guys. No, you're probably right. That maybe came in later. Because it's like, oh, she's going to come back, but we need some, some obstacle for her to not actually marry him mm. it's like wow she's becoming a nun <laughs> whoa yeah and it can't be her own autonomy and decision over her life choices or whether or not she likes this guy obviously she likes yeah him. Oh, of course of course because it's the main character yeah so like why wouldn't she no reason why not they both like neil diamond <laughs> that's <laughs> That's marriage material right there. <laughs> yeah. If this movie has taught us one thing. <laughs> yeah, Neil Diamond can bring any people together, platonic or otherwise. Mm. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, Wayne and Jack Black come up with a plan. They're going to kidnap Judith and then set Darren up with Sandy. So they have this elaborate plan where they get dressed up. Uh, and they sneak into the house, they try and get her, but she knows martial arts, but they eventually manage to, like, electrocute her uh, and put her in the back of the car, lock her up in the garage. As soon as as soon as she was, like, aware of their presence, I knew she was going to kick their ass. It was just like, it's like, oh, here we go, here we go, got to go through the motions. <laughs> uh, I, I'm surprised they managed to capture her, that's all I'm saying. If you want to go into it, right, because he electrocutes her... While she's touching Jack Black, so they both get electrocuted, but only she passes out. Yeah, even though he's got his head in the toilet, and that's water, so that would probably be more exactly. of an electric shock. It's not consistent. I feel like he's he's got that um, muscle head power, you know? Maybe. Yeah. So then they have to make it seem like she died, so they <laughs> mm-hmm. grave rob. Fuck, I forgot about this. <laughs> they go to a grave, and they dig up a body... They dress the body in, like, some dress that they've stolen from her house. They put the body in some random car. I guess it's her car? I don't know. No, in her car, in her car, yeah. Okay. And they drive the car off a cliff, and it explodes in a pretty decent explosion. And then the news is like, Judith was dead. And also some random (laughs) grave was robbed, and we've arrested three Cuban people. (laughs) I think that was the only actually good joke in the whole movie. It was yeah. like in unrelated news, the grave yeah. is robbed. Police have arrested three Cuban nationals. Yeah, that is that's fucking funny. That's a good joke. That's a good joke. I yeah yeah. The police were the funniest part. I think about this film. Oh, the police get another good job as well. Yeah, <laughs> they get another good joke later on. Yeah, spoiler alert: the police joke later on was the one time I laughed at this movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's some random moment where Jack Black makes a reference towards Hannibal Lecter, which is funny because Hannibal came out the same week. Mm. I wrote that down. And then then they go and see the coach. Yes. So we saw a scene earlier with the coach training them and he's the guy from from Full Metal Jacket. He's a very intense coach. Uh, And so when they reveal that the coach is in jail, I thought that was um, rather amusing. I think I smiled at that one. I smiled there. We see why he's in jail for killing a ref. Yeah. I smiled at that. I smiled. But it actually got me. I laughed out loud when they're like, Coach, we need your help with something. And he says, just kill her. I don't know why. (laughs) I laughed. That was a bit funny. That was a bit funny. We need your help with the woman. Kill her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. That's That's pretty pretty good. (laughs) Because when he kills the ref, right, 
he doesn't mm. mean to. It's clearly an accident. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a nice statement on the US incarceral system <laughs> that before he kills the ref, it's an accident. But after he's been in jail, he's very pro-killing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That is a good bit of social commentary. It says a lot about our society. <laughs> it says a lot about California. Darren goes out with Sandy, and I only bring up this moment because he talks to her, you know, he asks how everything's going, and she says that her, her parents are making a fortune on the internet by having a website. Which, again, just like last week, oh, yeah. it's 2001, the internet's around, but writers have no idea what it is, That's funny. how people make money from it. They just say, oh, yes, they're making money on the internet and don't go into it. I find it yeah. very funny how this has happened so many times now. Because <laughs> that happened last week. Yeah, it's just like, they're on the internet, therefore they can make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's... It's like, they're doing well because they got on the internet. Because they don't know how to make money on the internet. Yeah, like, no one knows how the internet works now, I guess. Like, oh. in 2001, in terms of making money. I don't know. How, how was the internet in 2001, Jacob? Do you remember? I was also, I was an early adopter. My family was. Mm. Mm. Uh, we used to have Microsoft and Carter, but we had the internet in 2001. Google was only around in 2000. Yeah. So we weren't really using Google yet. What did I used to do? I used to go on Neopets. Was that 2001? Oh, hell yeah. I love yeah, Neopets. Neopets Day. My pets have probably died of starvation by now. Yeah, that, that, that started in 15th of November 1999. So there was a little bit of Neopet going on. Yeah, all I remember, like, my first memories of the internet are mainly just the Lego website. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I used the Lego website. I had terrible speeds as a kid, though, so I wasn't really using the internet until well into my youth. But, yeah. Maybe maybe that's what they were doing. They were trading um, Neopet items. Ah, uh, yes. They created the idea of NFTs before NFTs were a thing. Ah, <laughs> yeah. no. Oh, God. NFTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I hate to break it to you, but the concept of stealing art for a profit has been a thing uh, since 2001. <laughs> wow. Stealing art for a profit has been a thing since 2001 BC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fair. Sandy almost kills him. She chucks him into the ocean. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he can't swim. They have to go change uh, clothes because they both ended up in the ocean and he sees her butt and then he goes, oh, I love you. Uh, well, well, it's not just that. They had the Neil Diamond thing, right? Well, yeah, there's some like romantic connection there. Mm. But the moment when you see the look on his face where he goes, oh, I do have feelings is when he uh, looks directly yeah. at Yeah, well, it's because that's what he did in high school, right? Oh, God. oh actually, yeah, good point. So he's remembering it all. But yeah, it's very, very 2001, I would say. Anyway, Jacob, uh, meanwhile, Judith is doing therapy on Jack Black. <laughs> what happens and what did you think of this? So I do have a degree in psychology. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of psychologists. I've been going to them for a while. And I don't think... I think if you made a breakthrough that quickly, you'd be a very good psychologist. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which maybe she is. So basically, she finds that Jack Black has a self-discovery about himself, which is that he's gay. Do you think that she manipulated him into that, or do you think that it was a belief? I don't know. I don't know. It's 2001. It's hard to tell, because the joke is that he's gay, right? That's the joke. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny that he's gay. Ha-ha. Mm. Ha. <laughs> I'm just glad his friend was like, okay, you're gay. I'm, a co I'm cool with that. Just, just, like, help me, you know? But I like the joke where Jack is like, 
well, you never listened to me, you know? Mm. Maybe you should have known that I was gay. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. They, 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 they could have made a lot worse jokes, but it was still like, oh, this is this is very fine lining here because yeah, the joke is he's he's gay. Yeah, Judith uh, escapes. She escapes. She throws him out the window and she runs for help. But the house that she runs to oh, no. is, is occupied by this horny old Asian guy <laughs> who trips down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and then gives us the best line read. This is the best. If you have an award at the end of the year for the best line read of 2001, I think it's definitely after tripping down the scares. Oh, scrotum. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> what is. Why, why was this a scene? <laughs> so dumb. Oh, I don't know. So she, she steals the, the truck. Uh, drives it in front of the police station. Mustache man shoots her with a dart and then covers her with a tarp. And this is the one scene where I laughed out loud that I remember laughing out loud at. Because then the police come out and I was like, oh, oh, okay. How the hell is he going to get away with this? Because he's just shot a person and knocked them out and then just covered them with a tarp. And the police come over and it's like, hey, what's going on? And I, outside, was like, oh, how are they going to solve this? And he's like, oh, it's the angry goat that escaped from the zoo. (laughs) And the police are like, okay. And they move on. And I, I was like, what? That's how you solve this problem, movie? (laughs) You just come up with this problem. And the way you solve it is they just go... Okay. <laughs> well, that is funny. I reckon if you had a van like that and were dressed like that, people would believe anything. Yeah, that is true. true that is true. true. But also, it's a it's a shape of a body in front of the police station. I don't I don't know that mm. they could have been more curious. It was just like that. The idea was how does the writers, how does the movie figure out how to solve this problem that they just came up with. And the the solution that they came up with is the police are just like, okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And they move on. That's a good and point. And for some reason that, that I just think, because I was like, wait, how are they going to solve this? And it was just like, okay. Yeah. That, that made me laugh. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, comedy is, you know, subverting expectations. and It subverted my expectations, that's for sure. One comedic moment that I think they could have done more with is the scene where Silverman goes on a date with with Sandy, but he can't stop bringing up Judith. Mm. So (laughs) Mustache Man puts, like, electric clamps on his nipples and shocks him every time he brings up Judith in conversation. And they did nothing with this idea. Yeah, but it also doesn't stop him from actually saying Judith. No, of course not. It just shocks him afterwards. Like, this is something you do before the date to get him ready for it, right? And then then you could have the scene where he has it uh, and is saying Judith and he's getting shocked from it. Like, because it's aversion therapy, right? Surely they should have had, like, a scene beforehand where they were doing it. Um, yeah, look, for my aversion therapy, you're right, it wouldn't work. But if I strap something to your nipples and I said, hey, if you say the word Judith, I'm going to electrocute you, would you say that word, you know? If I was accidentally saying it all night, yes, because I was quite accidentally. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it wouldn't stop me accidentally saying it. Maybe eventually after a night or so, I would stop saying it accidentally, but it would take time. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'd Look, I'd be very careful. I'd be extra very careful. <laughs> That's fair. That's um, fair. Maybe, maybe the movie's right and I'm wrong. Um, look, the movie definitely isn't right because their contention is it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, surely the motivation of the fact that you're trying to, you know, convince Sandy that you're in love with her and want to be with her, that mm. should be enough motivation. Probably. I feel like their relationship is a pretty rocky, sudden one that's not going to do very well. <laughs> what do you mean? That's never the case in every single movie. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, okay, so they're at the date, and Darren calls uh, Mustache Guy to come help him out, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Mustache Guy is self-filating himself. Yep. yep. Or trying to, yep. Which I, look, I thought that was actually pretty funny physical comedy. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I thought that was pretty funny. I like how it was set up earlier. It's one of the few jokes they actually set up. Yeah. What, like, why is this the joke that gets set up <laughs> and not, you know, the other ones? <laughs> Excellent question. Um... But then, you know how he, like, the way that he can listen into the conversation, he has one of those listener gadgets. Yes. Mm. Where, like, you're far away and you point it and you can hear it. Like, since I saw one of those gadgets on the movie Hoodwinked, I really want one. Like, I think that would augment my life so much if I could just spy on anyone's conversations. <laughs> who, who would you spy on? Whose conversations would you go around with a giant dish? I'd go to the park, Zach, and I would just point it and I'd listen up, baby. You're after that juicy gossip? Yeah. Just regular people, you know, living their everyday life. Might get uh, inspired to write a hard-hitting drama about it or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That would be a, that could be a movie, just conversations yeah. over her. Exactly. And illegally eavesdrops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Although they probably won't remember the conversation, like, the day after for example, so they, they won't remember it in, like, two years yeah. when, the, when the movie's released. You know what I mean? They mm. can't sue you. Yeah, just change up some key dates. No, you just have that thing at the start where it's like, uh, these may resemble real-life people, but they're not. Lol. Mm-hmm. We can get away with whatever we say now. And, yeah. ha- and have every uh, line of dialogue have the word allegedly in it. You're, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the law can't touch you. Done, done, done. So the coach rocks up to the bachelor pad um and he's like yo i'm out of jail i'm gonna come stay with you and he finds out that they didn't actually kill the woman that they kidnapped so he's like well i'm gonna go do it so he goes downstairs goes to kill her but oh we missed a whole plot point but she's free because she seduced mustache man Mm, it's really important because she may or may not like him Yep. Uh, at the end, it's revealed that she does like him. Kinda. Because she likes assertive men, and he's kind of assertive. Not really. Not really. Because he, he eventually just caves in. I guess he's he's manipulating Jack Black, right? That's the idea. Yeah. So I guess he is manipulative. Also, I think this might be a case of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that only one of the marriages at the very end has any merit to it. And it's Jack Black's? Yes, it is. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that's Jack the Black's. only one that I think will actually succeed. I, I think, like, when we say Stockholm Syndrome, like, she's definitely only doing it so that she can escape. 
Yeah, but then when they're at the marriage, he convinces her then when she's fighting him. Mm. So that would be my argument. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. It's not a very powerful argument, but <laughs> I, I, don't I, I, argument. I feel like the movie is on a thin line. I, I think the movie just <laughs> wanted a really horny sequence. <laughs> <laughs> these movies, these teen movies were just horn. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, the uh, the coach is like, well, I'm going to go down there and kill her, but she's escaped because of because of the, that whole scenario. She took the key out of his pocket. Um, and so there's a fight. There's a fight over the song Evil Woman, um, which is a song, and I was waiting for it to play, and it plays. So there we go. That's the name of the movie in some of the world. Yeah. She escapes. Uh, she goes to her house, which is now Darren's house. I don't know who owned the house to begin with. I thought she did. Maybe it was him. Who knows? Uh, she goes over to, to that house. She sees Darren is with Sandy. Mm. And she's like, oh, no. So Jack Black and um, Wayne show up. They have a bit of a fight. So they're thrown in jail. Those two are thrown in jail. And uh, they use their one call to call the coach. And the coach is like, I'm not going to help you. I... I'm not paying $10,000 bail. <laughs> exactly. Until I think Wayne is like, oh, but you got to help us. You know what they do to the, to us guys here in prison? We're getting sodomized. <laughs> and so the coach is like, oh, you're being cornholed, are you? I'll come save you. And then we cut to Jack Black, who's like, wait, you got sodomized? <laughs> Who? I want to meet him. Uh, no. I think that's when I pause the uh, movie again. <laughs> <laughs> there are those jokes where you laugh. And then when you put it like that, Sandra, you're like, that's not very nice. Yeah. But it can still be funny in the moment, potentially. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely funny, but I was just like, I need a break from this movie. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Sometimes this movie yeah. was a bit too much. Dear me. <laughs> it was a big old groan. Yeah, that was a, that was a groaner right there. So then the coach just... <laughs> The coach just uh, just slams the van uh, through one of the prison wa- walls and frees him. I, th- I think that's a great solution, by the way, to mm. their predicament. Because, like, he doesn't want to pay $10,000. No. But he's got to get the boys out. Exactly. So what does he do? You back up the van. Crash into the prison. Do a prison breakout. So they're all on the road. First, they've got to grab Sandy. Sandy's about to become a nun, so they go into the nun ceremony thing, which I'm not sure that's actually a thing. I don't think that's how becoming a nun works. I don't know. I'm sure there is a ceremony of some sort, right? Yeah, it's like getting baptized, right? So it would be the same sort of ceremony, but I I don't think it would be this grand. Mm. But anyway, they crash that. They take her into the van, and yeah, the older nun's like, ah, lost another one, which was funny, I guess. Yep. (laughs) And they go to, yeah, and they go to crash their wedding. But first, they need to kidnap Neil Diamond. Why? So that he can sing a song, because Sandy also likes, likes Neil Diamond, and they'll bond over the song. Yeah, but, 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 but wh- 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 why? Because we're paying Neil Diamond a lot of money to write a song for the movie, so he's got to be oh, in it. Oh, right. Sorry, I was very confused as to why his character was there at all, but mm. now that you've explained that money was involved, <laughs> now it all makes sense. So this is when I think the movie starts to get good, yeah. you know? So we've got a real showdown coming. We've got a wedding. We've got a, you know, if you have anything to say, say it now, that thing. Mm. That's going to come up. And we've got Neil Diamond. Mm. And this is the the second time I laughed mm. was when Neil Diamond goes, you're the guys who've been sending me all those naked pictures. <laughs> <laughs> because 
you don't have to think about it much. They would they would have been. I think that's, you know, that's definitely true to character. Yeah. It was kind of funny when the coach thinks that he spots a police car tailing them, so he just jumps into traffic and gets ragdolled around the highway. <laughs> yep. It was kind of funny, but not funny enough that I laughed, but I was like, ha that guy from Full Metal Jacket sure has made a career out of this whole thing, hasn't he? He is the best character, I think, in this film. But anyway, the wedding scene, Jacob, take us through what happens here. We see that there's a wedding and the band is playing the music. They get to the point where it's like, if anybody has anything to say, say it now, if ever hold your peace. And then Neil Diamond starts playing. Yeah, he starts playing a jaunty. And then the band, rather than be like, what's this guy? They join in and they're like, they're like. If Neil Diamond's there, you gotta you gotta join in. He's probably part of the wedding, you know? Yeah, that's why you always hire good musicians who can who can, you know, uh, improvise if Neil Diamond shows up. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I always hire magicians that are uh, in-depth knowledge of Neil Diamond's uh, songs and career so that just in case he shows up, yeah. they can uh, improv with him and join in, you know? Uh-huh. Including, especially if he's playing a new song that hasn't been played yeah, before. Yeah, you're going to have to improvise that. So <laughs> it's very important that they're, they're good on the fly, you know? Um, okay, and then what happens next, gents? Um, Blank. Uh, is that when Sandy shows up, she starts singing along? Mm-hmm. That is. Yes. Yeah. Silverman's like, I know this song as well. So he's also singing, and they have a, they have a moment. Yeah, and then he's like, I can't get married to you. I'm sorry. And, sh- and Judas like, yo, what? <laughs> And then he runs to Sandy, and then they they hug. Yay! Yay. And then Wayne rocks up, and Wayne's like, Judith, (laughs) I'll be there for you. And Judith is like, yeah, oh. yeah. He has that the same moment that they just had before. Now it's it's Judith and his moment, yeah. and he sings the song that Neil Diamond is playing, and she runs to him and picks up a chair and slams <laughs> it onto him. That was great. I was like, yeah. She wrestler slams it. That was good. <laughs> I like how she was like, yeah, you ruined my life, and I was like, yeah, that was that was good. And he's like, you ruined my life, but in a good way. Then they make out. Yeah. And then I wrote down these lines because they're so good. He says, why can't you just admit that when you kissed me, you liked it? Which I think that's my, you know, that's my uh, contention is that she kissed him just to get released. It wasn't any Stockholm Syndrome. But then maybe she did secretly like it. Mm. And then he says, admit it, I'm the strong-willed assertive man that you need, and you're the hardcore bitch that I've always dreamed of. So I think they are a good match, ultimately. At least for the next 15 minutes until they go home and she wants him to, like, put the plate in the dish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But let him have their 15 minutes. I'm just saying, Sandy and Silverman, messy divorce in the future... Um, <laughs> Judith and Mustache Guy. Messy divorce five minutes after the wedding. <laughs> um, but the last couple, mm. I feel like long, happy relationship. Because Jack Black shows up carrying the very injured coach, sees everyone kissing, and the coach is like, ah, oh, is there anyone out there for you, Jack Black? And Jack Black's like, well, actually, I'm gay. And the coach is like, so am I. <laughs> and so they make out. It's funny because... Gay sex. Yep. (laughs) 
and uh, then they all get get married at a Neil Diamond concert, and then the credits start playing with them all singing on stage with Neil Diamond in front of like an arena. Yeah, but it wasn't a massive arena. Like Neil Diamond would play the big arenas, right? This was mm. this was like a medium sized arena. Because this is at a time when CGI wasn't there where you could, like, fake a crowd, so you either needed dummies mm. in the audience or real people. I, I liked it. Sure. This little ending song, because they had a thing where they would, like, sing a line and then, like, not subtitles, but just, like, little words would appear of what they were saying. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I actually liked that little little sing thing that they had at the end there. That's the end of the movie. That is Saving Silverman, also known as Evil Woman. Jacob, uh, between an oldie, a goodie, oldie. or or <laughs> you could even say that this earns one of the awards. What would you rate this film? Yeah. Wait, there's a Dead Dad Award when it's good. What's the Dead Dog Award when it's... A January like... movie. January movie, yeah. <laughs> a January movie. Uh, look, I don't think it was that bad because the ending redeemed it, but it's an oldie for sure. It's an oldie, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, because Critical Condition got January, and I feel like that was not only not funny, but that was, like, hard to watch. Whereas this was at least slightly engaging. <laughs> like, 10% engaging. Oh, I, I had a few breaks uh, in between. I don't know how engaging it was. And there were moments where it was very unengaging, I would say. Mm. But, yeah, it's it's not the worst thing I've ever watched. It's true. Not the best by far. So, what do you think? An oldie or a goodie? Uh, I'll give it an oldie, but I'm floating the idea of giving this a January award. You do want to float just January? <laughs> yeah. I'll float the idea, but I think I'm just giving it an oldie. I laughed. I laughed once pretty hard at it, yeah. but the rest, it's yeah. See, for a January movie, for me though, I also feel like it needs to feel like a movie that no one had faith in. Yeah, whereas they definitely had faith in it. And I feel like this wasn't the worst. Like, Jack Black's there. He's pretty good. Yeah. Obviously, the coach is pretty good. Like, there's redeeming qualities to this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I think I will just go oldie. Yeah. But 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 if Jacob does want to do January, then, you know, you both want January, so I guess it earns this it. Is my, this is my thoughts, Sandro mm. and Zach. Mm. One day, God willing, I'll have a girlfriend, and I'll be on holiday with her. And we'll be at a romantic place where there's no internet. Yeah. So the only films that I've got to watch are films that you guys made me watch and then sent yeah. me the yeah, download yeah. Mm-hmm. to. And I would consider watching this with her. Mm. You consider this over Splash? Uh, like, I'd consider watching this. Like, would I actually? I don't know. Would mm. it be a lapse <laughs> of judgment if I did? Yes. <laughs> yes. But... The January movies that you guys have watched before would 100% be... I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's That's true. That's my view. So even floating the idea of watching this makes it not really a January. That's Mm. fair. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. That is a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. It just gets an oldie. Look, (laughs) it has some jokes and they have not aged terribly well. There are some movies that I've watched where the only thing getting me through is the knowledge that I never have to even think about this movie (laughs) (laughs) And this isn't one of them. Excellent. Well, three oldies there for Saving Silverman or Evil Woman, whatever you want to call it. Um, Great. Don't watch it is basically what we're saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to watch it. There's other better comedies out there. Go watch anything else Jack Black's done. Watch the donkey scene from Bachelor Party. Yeah. It's like two yeah, minutes. Yeah. You get more laughter out of it than just that time. scene. What episode number was that? I can't remember, but go back. It's like 2020, I think. That was a fun episode mm. um, with Jacob on it as well. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So now it's time, Jacob, for our uh, new segment that we're doing this year. So on previous times you've been on, we've pitched sequels, all that sort of stuff. But we're covering 2001 this year. And Jacob, what is more popular in 2001 than sequels when it comes to continuing a movie story? Like a remake. A remake. There is a remake. There is remakes. But there's also crossovers. Oh. Mm. Okay, to be fair, I have no idea about Marvel and all that stuff. So, Mm. yeah, they're the guys doing their crossovers, right? We're not doing that. We're more doing like Alien versus Predator, that sort of stuff. Okay. Whereas it's just two things and we we combine them. What I've got is I've got a a random number generator. It's going to generate a number between 1 and 161 which is every episode that we've done. I'm going to press generate. Whichever number it comes up with, we've got to make a crossover between the movie that we reviewed on the episode that has that number and this movie that we just talked about right now. Okay, I think I got my head around that. Which is going to be tricky because you might not know what the movie is and therefore we'll have to explain it to you. Yes. And then we have to make one. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good Which time. Which will test our memory. Well, I could just get... I don't have the exact number of movies that you've actually done on the show, but I could just get that and we could just do it between your movies. I nah, guess. nah, nah, nah. Guys, you think that... First of all, I listen to lots of your episodes. Yeah. Oh, very good. But second of all, I reckon I can work with the synopsis. We'll be fine. Yeah. yeah excellent. I, I think Jacob can figure it out. He's a he's a smart guy. I am pressing the generate button right now. Let's see what we get. Let's see what we get. 140. Oh, that's very recent. That's recent. The last two have been quite older ones, so it's good to have something that doesn't stretch the memory too much. 140 is From a Whisper to a Scream. From a Whisper to a Scream. That was the horror anthology movie we did last year. With uh, That was um, the necrophiliac guy. It had uh, the witch doctor. Oh! Well, that's a... Yeah, so, Jacob, that's a horror anthology. So, it was, like, four short stories set around a town. Okay, my brain's percolating already, Sandro. Because I see in the Wikipedia page... So, the historian relates four horror stories to local journalist Beth Chandler, who has just attended the public execution of Julian's niece. Yeah. Convicted for murdering her husband. So, I reckon the movie opens... With a public execution of literally any of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Maybe even the coach. He feels like an expendable one. Or maybe yeah. even Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond's like, you're not getting me back. <laughs> Neil Diamond's getting publicly executed? Oh, no. You could have both the the friends because they kidnapped and tortured a woman. Mm-hmm. They're both getting publicly executed. That would mean you would have to, like, Jack Black wouldn't be in, unless they have flashbacks with him in. What if, what if, yeah, Wayne gets killed, and then, and then Jack Black tells a bunch of spooky stories? Mm. I, I would say Jack Black is the only one left alive, and he's explaining how each of his friends died. How each of his friends died, yes. 
that's the con- yeah that's the con- the connecting thing is all the friends and how they die mm. yes and he, that's great and he goes through each of them and like it's all to do with their terrible marriages that don't work out at all yeah or they could all be killed for their greatest you know their greatest vulnerability so this the the guy silverman his vulnerability is that like he's manipulated by women uh jack black needs to eat yeah well mate yeah yeah because like if if he's telling all the stories the movie can end the very last scene is him taking a sip of milk and then just exploding out of it. <laughs> oh yeah no, that's right because he's lactose intolerant i forgot that was a joke at the very start of the movie <laughs> yeah silverman gets manipulated by let's say a random other woman and then sandy gets jealous and like murders her, him in a whole rage yeah but then he comes back to life and mm. kills her or something. And she's like older and a nun. She goes back to being a nun. Yes. I'd say Judith and Mustache Man, they keep trying to one-up each other on controlling each other mm. till it becomes like a saw situation. Ooh, yeah. that's good. But they both end up in each other's saw situation because they like hire other people to kidnap them. And so they're both doing their own saw things, and in the in the end, they both die. And in the end, I want it to all be revealed that Neil Diamond <gasps> was the one that was manipulating them all the whole time. It was he hired this woman to uh, seduce Silverman, and he made sure that they both uh, died at the end of their saw troubles. And he, in the end, gives. Jack Black, a big jug of milk that he explodes on. That's good. I like it. And, and the coach just gets executed for his war crimes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Turns out it's the same character from Full Metal Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Timeline yeah. doesn't add up, but who guess? Mm. <laughs> All right, next segment. All right. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, the segment that we're all familiar with. It's time for River 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 Rotten Reviews. It's the part of the show where I get reviews from Rotten Tomatoes and I get these two lovely gents to try and guess their score. Obviously, Jacob, you've been on the show before, right? I have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would know that the scores go from 0.5 to 5 and that um, I'm just going to read out the audience uh, review and you've got to guess between that 0.5 and 5. You obviously know that already. I obviously am aware of that. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I don't need to explain it to you. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. They start at 0.5. They go 0.5, 1, yeah. 1.5, 2, mm-hmm. 2.5, then it skips 3, 3.5. Ah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 right? wait, 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 wait. What's wrong with three? Hold on. And can you get zero stars? Uh, there is no zero stars. The lowest you could go is 0.5. Okay, I'm in. I think I can play. Excellent. All right, all right. All right. Just, just, just remember that threes are an option. <laughs> okay. Right? You can, in fact, make a three. Three is on the table. <laughs> I like the okay, idea right. of this character, guy who does not <laughs> know the number three exists, but knows about 3.5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one. We've got a, a few good ones today. Uh, I just I just want you guys to remember that these are real human beings. Oh, no. You should get mad at them oh, no. for what they've said. But yeah, uh, we'll start it off with a nice, easy one. All right, guys? All right. Mm-hmm. Derek says, 
the single best movie ever made. Seen it 253 times. <laughs> Which is equivalent to 379.5 hours or 15 uh, point eight days of watching time. That feels bad. <laughs> so do you do you think this man? I'm just putting it out. Has watched it that much? I feel like that might be a slight exaggeration. I feel like you'd stop, like you'd lose count at a certain point. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific number. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a guess. I'm gonna start with Sandro. I think so because he's. He's a professional at this. He's always been quite good at this. Um, he's, sure. he's known for getting a lot of points. Yes. So I feel like which should... um which rules are we going by? Are we going by closest wins? I'll go a cl- mm, We could do closest wins. Excellent. Closest wins. Cl- closest wins. Mm. I'm gonna go. Oh, it's kind of unfair that I'm going first because I feel like it's really obvious that it is five out of five. Mm, so mm. I will go five out of five. Mm. Um, but Jacob can obviously also go five out of five and we both get a point. Actually, Sandro, I don't think we watch the same movie. Because in the movie, there's a scene whereby the gentlemen have a graph and they're pointing to the graph. And the numbers that Jack Black speaks don't correspond to the numbers written on the graph. Mm. So I say that to say a real fan would have picked up on that. And a real fan, as tribute to that, would then give four stars. Mm. Okay. But Derek isn't a real fan. He's this is just giving it a five out of five. Oh, come on. I hate that I got that right. Fake fans. Mm. Everywhere I go, I'm surrounded by poses. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of poses, we have Steve. Steve says, the cast is strong, but the film is misogynistic and really unfunny. <laughs> I give that one star. <laughs> one star, yep. I- I'm going to go two, because they are saying that the cast is strong. Yes. Ah, it's one out of five. Jacob got that one correct. Yeah, baby. We're, so we're one v one. One v one. One v one. I'm coming for you, Sandro. I know where you live. Well, this one's a good one. Mark says, This is one of my favourite underrated comedy movies. The plot is great and will make you laugh. It doesn't hold up that well over time, <laughs> but it still is a must-watch. <laughs> I like... <laughs> I like so make sure to point out that the film doesn't hold up. Yeah, that's yeah. Very... It's a must-watch, but doesn't hold up over time. <laughs> Question mark. That's really funny. Uh, four out of five. Four out of five. Ooh, okay, okay. Just because I'm feeling a little bit competitive, Sandro, look out the window, because 3.5. Ooh, 3.5. 3.5 is closer because it's three out of five. Bingo, bango. It's three out of five. So I believe, going by our rules, Jacob gets a point. Does indeed. Levin says, I am crazy about this movie. I put myself in Mustache Guy's place. Um, Ooh, he, he wants to kiss Judah. Give me five. All five. Hold nothing. Full five. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I don't know. I'll go four again, I think. Mm. Well, this one's a tie because it's actually 4.5. Oh, tie, tie. Ah, oh, come on. 4.5. So I'm because I'm cruel, I'm going to say neither of you get a point. That's fair. Even fair. though go by our rules closest gets a point, it would be both of you closest. I'm going to be mean and not give you any points. We have Daniel who says, can be described in two words, dumb and terrible. Dumb and terrible uh, translates to a solid one, I reckon. 
It's a good idea. Why why do you think that, Sandra? Because uh, dumb and terrible are a negative, but they're not worst movie ever made. So it's just a mm. one, not a zero point five. That's a good that's a good point. And lots of people don't know that you can do a zero point five. True. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying one two. Oh, you're going one as well. Well you're both right. It's a one. Ooh. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. I knew that person was too stupid to know that you could do point five. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, don't be mean to poor Daniel. <laughs> God. Max says, and this is this is probably one of the greatest reviews I've ever seen. <clears throat> Mate started watching this on Netflix. Looks so bad I checked the reviews here. Seemed bad. Told my mate to stop watching it because it's apparently bad. He stopped watching it. Said it seemed a bit bad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> That was a journey. Then he, and then he left a star still? Yeah, he's rated it. You have to rate it to uh, to post a review. Very rarely do they admit they haven't watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it seems Often really they bad. Haven't, <laughs> but he's admitted it. I'm going to say one. one. You're going with one. All right, Sandro, what are you thinking? I feel like it's one as well, but I'm... I'm not, mm, do I play it safe or do I? No, I'll do it. I'll do it because I will lose if mm-hmm. I tie. Yeah. Because um, I'm currently a point behind. So to force a tie, I will go uh, 1.5. Ah, it's 0. 0.5. Ooh. So Jacob gets the point. Closest wins. Turns out Max knows that 0.5s exist. Mm-hmm. He does seem like a smarter guy. <laughs> All right, we've got two more left. We have Deadly. He says, I'm amazed that I managed to sit through this mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one. Mm, I hear Sandra, but that's a rookie error. Everybody knows that that's a two review. <sighs> ah, well, it's actually a 0.5. <laughs> so Sandra gets the point. Mess gets 0.5. Interesting. What, what, are the, what are the scores at the moment? I am on three. Jacob is on four. Which means we come to the final question, and we know what happens at the final question in a in a battle. Triple points. I did. She's double points. Uh-huh. But close, Sandra. You were really close. Damn. But you can you can squeeze a victory here, I believe, if you get this one right. Yep. Daniel says, "I laughed a total of two times. Yes, I counted. That's not a good sign." <laughs> well, here's the thing. I also laughed a total of two times. So you could really feel Daniel's review here. You know what he's thinking. I feel it. And this is a different Daniel to the other guy. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's two Daniels. They actually had... They were both Daniel S's, by the way. <laughs> so it might be the same person. The guy that I do the food truck with, his name is Daniel S. Yes. But I don't think he would leave a review. He's not that type of person. Mm. I laughed two times. Yes, I counted. And I think if I was going to rate this, I would give it a two. Yep. Maybe a bit less on a bad day, but it's a mm. good day. So let's plug in to the algorithm two. I oh I wanna get it right. I'll go oof, I'll go one point five. Well, the winner for this evening is Jacob with a two. Thank you. Oh that felt good. That felt good. I was nervous. Here you go. So uh, uh, he gets two points for that one. Two points. So that puts you on six points, doubling me. I'm only on three. Well done, Jake. There we go. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Good, Good work. Stuff. And your prize is let everyone know where they can find your stuff. You plug your <laughs> plug your things. Hell yeah. Yeah. If you didn't win this, you weren't allowed to plug anything. It's true. Um, type Mister Yes and Mister No into any social media, not TikTok, not Snapchat. 
and you will find the Mr. Yes and Mr. No show. And if you ever want a food truck for a party, function, event, etc., yeah, go to our website, swing, swing us a message, and we'll come by. Yeah, excellent. And the links uh, to, yeah, a lot of that will be in the episode description as well, so you can check that out there, as well as links to all of our stuff. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with us, we have an email address, oldiebuttygoodypod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, oldiebuttygoodypod, Facebook as well, same address. Uh, you can rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use. That helps get the show out in front of more people. And if you do want to help us out, if you've got some spare coins, just kind of just kind of hanging out, don't spend them at Macca's. Don't do the loose change thing. No, 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 no. Go to patreon.com forward slash oldiebuttygoodypod. Get yourself some bonus episodes. Uh, and, of course, big thanks to Josh Cake as well for our theme song. Check out his stuff as well. Link in the episode description. It's all there uh that's that's everything to plug yes that's all of it um now i've got to make some choices right now yes you've got to choose next week's movie now one thing that we've been doing zach is we have been getting the guest of course to read out some of the options as well Mm. jacob do you want to do you want to read the first one i'll take the second you take the third and i take the fourth and then you take the fifth okay so i'll do you say i'll take the first you take the first one, I take the second one, then you take the third one. Now, I know you don't know what thirds are, so just do the one after I do the second one. Mm. Yeah. And then I'll take the fourth one and you take the fifth one. Yeah, so I'm going to read it out, but just before I do, um, we're skipping the number three, right? We just go over to the next one. No, 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 no. You, you do that one. No. Uh, it, uh, okay. You just do the one after I do the two. That's the fourth one. I'll do the fifth one and then you do the sixth one. All right? Ah, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, okay. okay. So, I'm sweating right now. To earth. <laughs> I'm trying to get to this man. <laughs> so, the first movie, Down to Earth. Mm. Chris Rock dies, but is given another chance to continue his life in the body of a middle-aged white man. Oh, And that's okay. Chris Rock, the comedian? I think so. I kind of want to watch that. That sounds interesting. We have uh, Motocross. A Disney Channel movie about a young girl who loves to motocross, but her dad disapproves. Mm-mm. It's apparently a loose adaption of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Wow. Wow. Um, next up, we have The Price of Milk, New Zealand comedy about a married couple and their 117 cows. When the wife starts to doubt this magical life will last, she sets up. A dangerous test. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> sounds, sounds interesting. Well, sounds I, I would like to see a New Zealand comedy. Yeah, that would I, be interesting. I love New Zealand comedies. This is such a good week of movies. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm writing them down to watch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Recess, School's Out, a full-length movie based off the animated TV show. Ooh. A bunch of kids undiscover an evil plan to get rid of a summer vacation at the school. Ooh, <sighs> what an evil plan. Then we have Sweet November. Keanu Reeves, who I know is a big fan of this show, yep. and Shalise Theron say they'll date for a short amount of time, but then one of them catches feelings. Probably. I'm guessing Sandra had but... <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I don't write these things. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Never. Inter- th- those are some interesting options. I demand you do Recess Schools Out. You demand? <laughs> and then we play the PlayStation 2 game, Recess Schools Out the game, and I can be nostalgic for when I was 12 years old. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Recess... 
I know of it. I know of the show, but I've never seen it. The thing is, though, if I pick it, right, because usually when someone picks a sequel, they have to then go and watch the original. If I pick the movie based off a TV show, do I have to watch the best episodes of the TV show? Can I make an argument? First of all, no, you don't. Okay. Second of all, do you know the song, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? His name is my name, too. That sounds familiar. They sing that in Reese's Schools Out. Okay. And I know that you guys have already picked... I know that you'll never admit this on air. Mm. And that you've already picked these films, but I was still doing my best. Oh, I may have already picked Reese's Schools <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Um, yes. well, let me think about it. Uh, <laughs> mm, mm. Price of Milk does sound fun, but it is 2001, and we did this year so that we could be nostalgic, and I kind of want to pick Reese. No, don't that. listen to Jacob. What are you doing, Sandro? Pick the New Zealand comedy. I don't think I've ever actually seen the show, but I'm aware of it, and I want to watch the show. I, I want to watch the movie. A lot of people love that show, so yeah. What? Yeah, Recess School's out. No, wait, why are we doing Oh, uh, you gotta watch it. You gotta. That watch sounds it. like the worst movie of all these options. You gotta watch really? it. Really? I, I, I don't think it's the worst one. It's not bad, Zach. It's good. Maybe uh, motocross would be worse. Actually, motocross sounds worse. But I think there's a lot here to kind of save for Patreon. I think like Price of Milk is definitely something that we'll add to the Patreon mm. list at some point. Uh, but yeah, recess schools out next week. Time to get nostalgic. I can't believe you're picking that one. Nostalgia God damn time, it, Jacob. <laughs> no, what have you done? Hell yeah, I convinced you, babe. <laughs> Nostalgia time, excellent. And then we're gonna review. Look, I don't want to tell you what to do on your own podcast, but me and Jack would do a great Patreon episode where we review the uh, the PlayStation game. <laughs> oh, <hell> yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah! Great. That's next week. Recess schools out. Uh, yeah, I'll probably Google what the best episodes are and I'll just watch them for context, maybe. Uh, but let's wrap it up right now with the best quote from Saving Silverman. Uh, my favorite quote is one from Jack Black when, uh, they're talking about mimes for some reason and Jack Black brings oh, up the no. concept of what a mime will look like, uh, in the bedroom and, and his, his impression is, oh, I'm a mime, I'm a mime, oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm a mime. Yep. That's my favorite quote. I remember the line, oh, scrotum, but I really like the line when he's like, uh, admit it that you liked our kiss, that one. Mm. I think that was a really powerful moment for me. My favorite quote is, if the cheese connects all the nachos, it counts as one nacho. It's just a fact. But I always separate my nachos when they're kind of connected like that, though. No, that's one big nacho. You're meant to stuff that in your gob, oh, right? Okay. Oh, I've been eating nachos all my, my entire life then. My thoughts on eating nachos is that they're doomed from the beginning. It's doomed from the beginning. It's like having pizza, but then there's like heaps of dough. Like, it's like doing a pizza that's just, that's, they just fucked it. <laughs> they <Wow>. fucked it. <laughs> Like, yeah. they fucked the pizza. Like, it's just bits of dough and cheese everywhere. Yeah, why do you have to put it all on there and then bake it together? Just, like, relax, you know what I mean? Just relax, put them in bowls, melt the cheese, and then oh, you can... you're doing, like, a dip situation. You want a more organized yeah. nacho situation. Correct, 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 mm. yeah. Well, you're wrong, because big, <laughs> massive, clumpy cheese. That's Ugh. what I'm after. Ugh. Get 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 some nachos, get maybe some beans. Mm. Well, that conversation got very political very quickly. <laughs> yeah.
Um, one second, guys. My, it wouldn't be a podcast if my dad wasn't calling me doing the podcast. <laughs> one second. It wouldn't be. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Dad, I'm currently at work recording a podcast, which I believe is part of my profession, and will be on mm. my dad's return. <laughs> <laughs> this is vital. <laughs> This happened last time as well. It was a great moment in the podcast. <laughs> and it's a no. I cannot help out at the moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs>